This is a GRDC podcast. Machine learning is the use of computer science to identify patterns within data sets. These patterns are recognised and understood by computer programs' algorithms, which can then apply what's been learnt to analyse and build predictive computational models necessary for today's agricultural R&D. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. As a consequence of the importance of machine learning, the GRDC has for the first time committed to a multi-million dollar global investment into dedicated research programs to address crop production constraints and the opportunities machine learning can provide with the aim of driving profitability gains for Australian grain growers. Tom Giles is GRDC's Senior Manager, Enabling Technologies. Tom? Is machine learning the ants' pants? Well, Tony, it's it's certainly a, a a technology that is presenting a lot of excitement uh, for solving some of those intractable problems that we we do have in the grains industry. What's behind GRDC's investing in machine learning? Uh, the investment recognises the huge opportunity machine learning presents in deriving new insights from complex data sets. Uh, the types of data sets we're talking about are those involved with crop genetics, crop agronomy, and some of the other farming systems type research that we, we have invested in the past in GRDC. All of the investment that we see here in this machine learning initiative is 100% focused on, on grower profitability, whether that's from deriving new ways to derive soil and crop variability maps, predict yield, understand responses from soil types under different system constraints and again crop genetics and how we might better use crop genetic data to breed new varieties. Does machine learning really escalate the whole process of finding answers, finding solutions? Absolutely. Uh, machine learning, while it's been around since uh, nearly, I think, the 1950s, machine learning is able to take data to a point where it's actually the automated creation of algorithms rather than the manual uh, extraction of insights as we might normally do with statistics. So how big an investment will this be? The investment's going to be $5.1 million over three years. And while the, the nine use case projects themselves will only run for two, uh, we're hopeful that uh, subject to promising results, we'll be able to pick up what occurs in these projects and continue on the good work in providing new sources of profit for growers. Later on, we'll come to those nine use cases, but also what's involved in terms of the consultation that will go into setting all this up? Obviously, a big program like this requires a fair degree of firstly coordination, but also because it's such a new and exciting area the GRDC in this instance has decided to bring in some high quality uh, experts, both from a domestic setting and international. So we've actually set up a, what's called a technical consultation group, which will be chiefly guided in partnership by the representatives from the University of Saskatchewan in Canada and also University of Queensland here in, in Australia. And this committee is made up of really top-of-the-line data and machine learning experts from those universities. And so they're going to be providing ourselves, GRDC, and the project leads from the nine various organisations with what we expect to be the best in advice on how to use machine learning in grains industry settings. What research subjects will be tackled? In considering which subjects we would tackle as part of the machine learning initiative, um, we really had to have two things in mind. So one was they've got to be high impact areas that really do provide growers with the maximum uh, profit opportunity. 
The second one was we need existing data sets. We need existing big data sets that we can pull together to actually make the machine learning component work. And so in thinking about those two things, we have projects now set up in crop genetics and in particular breeding for new varieties for growers, crop and soil variability mapping, agronomy and farming systems research, other areas like crop monitoring, and of course, information delivery Now, you mentioned earlier the consultation group members. Will they also co-invest as R&D collaborators or other collaborators separate from that consultation group? What's really uh, different and exciting about this machine learning investment is that all project collaborators individually sit on the technical consultation group. And what that means is that we're able to, as a cohort, leverage all of those great minds in terms of solving problems uh, that individual groups might come across, bringing about unique experience when it comes to application of machine learning to solve grain industry and and crop science type issues. And then thirdly, bringing about a diversity of views so that the, the greater diversity of views, people might have new ideas and new ways that we might be able to use machine learning to solve these issues. So the collaboration that'll sit within this technical consultation group, we believe is going to be hugely powerful. Can you give us a bit of a, a run through of what type of uh, co-investors will be involved? The investment actually saw a great diversity of successful applications. We actually saw a great mix of public and private sector projects. In the end, we ended up attracting 14 commercial companies, 16 departments and institutes from nine universities, seven international universities, four national institutions like CSIRO and Australian Plant Phenomics Facility. Uh, We also saw two other internationally based institutions like Rothamsted Research Institute in the UK and INRA from France. So it really demonstrated, one, how excited and interested these organisations were about the opportunity for using machine learning in grains industry research but also the attraction to this particular investment structure and the ability to drive impact from it. So we're really happy about the projects and the project applicants we ended up securing. The way we structured the tender around this investment was to absolutely attract the best possible minds from overseas to come and help us solve Australian-based issues, and particularly when it comes to the grains industry profitability. So we were very, very much pleased with the ability here to not only attract those mines from overseas, uh, but also set up that one-to-one relationship where we can collaborate with international experts uh, in a reciprocal way. So it's very exciting. Earlier, you mentioned there'll be nine use cases to put machine learning to the test. Are you able to give uh, a little bit more detail about each of those? Sure. Well, I guess uh, leading in from the top, we have a project there called AgAsk, which was a partnership with the University of Queensland and CSIRO. And it looks at using machine learning in a way that helps build a question answer system that whereby a user, either using their voice or typing it in, can ask a question and the, and the, the computer or the machine learning algorithms actually go about trying to sort through the thousands of reports, websites, and other information it might be able to locate to come up with, I guess, what it believes would be the best possible answer to give that user. And whether that relates to information like where they might be situated geographically, uh, some of the other selections they might have used beforehand, uh, or again, what are the key words that they've typed in as part of that whole process. We're seeing a lot of those functions being built into 
uh, web browsers and so on these days. And it's just another way that we can help growers quickly get to the answer they need uh, in whatever problem they're trying to solve on their farm. There was another one uh, to do with crop and soil mapping. Yeah, this one is going to be led by the University of Adelaide and it's it's really taking a true big data approach. It'll aim to provide grain growers with new machine learning models trained with genotype by environment, by management data layers that span the full spectrum of grains R&D. And that's all with a view to helping growers make better decisions, particularly where they have soil constraints that might be an issue or they're dealing with, again, varying conditions across their paddock. Weeds, of course, are another major issue for Australian agriculture. Um, will there be a research project specifically looking at weeds? Yeah, but it's not a traditional weeds project that we're normally used to seeing, Tony. It's going to be about creating an open source, actually, weed image library to make weed recognition data freely available to the weed control industry. And what this means is that when big companies, whether they're from the US or Europe, are trying to adapt their technologies for Australian conditions. They have an access to weed images from Australia and, of course, images for the weeds that are important in our environments here in Australia. So what that'll mean is that growers will effectively have that technology in their hands quicker or faster than they otherwise would have if the company was to start from scratch in building those algorithms on their own. Another one of the nine is new genomic selection approaches in plant breeding. Who would be involved in that? With this project, we're, we're working with one of the largest breeding companies in Australia, Australian Grain Technologies, and this is in partnership with the Australian Institute for Machine Learning, the University of Adelaide. Uh, we also have representatives on that project from the GRDC uh, invested statistics for the Australian grains industry. And this is bringing about a consortium of data and statistical and data science experts to see if we can really push the boundaries in terms of selecting new varieties through the breeding process. So what are some of the important things that you take into consideration with breeding here? Well, obviously, with a lot of plant breeding, uh, yield is one of the key requirements. But of course, yield is such a complex trait made up of very, very complex uh, genetics and again, there's a lot of data associated with that complex genetics. So these guys in this project are going to be setting about using machine learning to see if they can actually break down some of that genetic complexity to be able to effectively select the types of genetics they want in providing better yields, better quality, or genetic uh, resistance to disease. So it's really exciting. Are some of these projects going to be able to make use of existing supercomputers at various institutions? Yeah, well, quite a few of these uh, projects actually have to leverage the, the huge computing resources that they have at some of these universities. But specifically, uh, the University of Queensland are undertaking a project alongside the University of Tokyo and INRA in France uh, to set about what we call feature extraction. And that involves using machine learning to actually look at images and be able to de detect different components of the plant. And why this is important is that it, if you consider the breeding context we just spoke about, if you can better identify certain plant traits like the size of a head, wheat head or a flag leaf, uh, once you know those things, you can then go about detecting and selecting the right plant types for your breeding program. And so this program here will be, will be leveraging the Wiener supercomputer at the University of Queensland uh, and, and again, using that massive computer resource to crunch the huge amount of image data that's going to be involved with that process. Will there also be projects that will focus on fungal diseases? 
Yes. So there's an exciting project that we have with Curtin University Center of Crop and Disease Management. And this project looks at specifically leveraging the vast and complex data sets that we've generated through a separate investment, actually, as part of the GRDC and Curtin University bilateral. These data sets have involved the genetic understanding and also uh, how the application of genetics to breeding might occur within particularly pulse crops, but a range of other crops as well. And so the guys at the Curtin University of Crop and Disease Management are actually going to work with another department within Curtin University, the Curtin Institute of Computation. And together, they're bringing about a a big cross-functional team to try and bring about the best minds to solve some of those really gnarly issues within disease resistance breeding. So it's it's really exciting. And I, I think one of the best teams we're going to be able to bring together to solve that issue. And actually, while we're focused on crop disease, We've got a fantastic project also in Western Australia with the University of Western Australia and the University of Melbourne, all around canola blackleg resistance breeding, such a huge issue within the grains industry in Australia uh, and such a complex one to solve. And so the ability to bring about machine learning that involves the training of neural networks to associate blackleg resistance phenotypes with gene expression in canola uh, and whole genome sequence data and what we call SNP maker data is going to be a hugely powerful opportunity to see if we can't crack the nut of black leg resistance in Australia. So we've looked at seven of the nine projects, so we might as well tick off the other two as well. Uh, there will be a project, I understand, mapping soil constraint variability to uh, predict crop yield. Yeah, so this project is led by the University of Sydney and in particular the Institute of Agriculture alongside of the University of Sydney Centre for Translational Data Science. Uh, And they're partnering with commercial partners in Precision Cropping Technologies, or PCT, Lawson Grains and Veritas Ag, both corporate farming enterprises who have great data sets in trying to help us better map and understand the effects of stall constraints on yield. And so what we're really trying to understand here is Can we actually look at historical data sets uh, and how crops have responded under soil constraints to be able to then predict how they might respond into the future? It's really exciting. And the last one is the uh, project that will be called Early Detection and Classification of Crop Diseases and Stress. Yeah, this project is, is with the University of Western Australia again and leverages a collaboration between two departments at that university, the Faculty of Science and the Faculty of Engineering. And these guys are using something that we, that we call deep learning with regards to satellite image data in trying to detect and identify crop stress factors. So for instance, this might involve uh, stress or disease or other uh, biotic stresses such as pest damage. Secondary aim here is to try and develop a crop agnostic tool. So it doesn't matter what crop, but for grains, obviously, a tool for helping growers determine when their crop might be suffering from disease or that or, or stress. And the team here have strong linkages to industry through prior work, uh, including the likes of Bayer Crop Science and BASF, and also have uh, a hu- huge experience in, in the building of models and applying machine learning approaches to, to different applications uh, as well as in ag. So it's a really exciting opportunity here to, help growers understand when their crop might be being damaged or stressed, giving the early alerts, and then some form of prediction about what might be the right way forward. How will growers be able to access the benefits of all this unique research? 
The aim is that after these these two-year use cases are completed is that the outputs will be available for use by growers. Now, that might take several forms. Uh, for instance, there may be the development of some algorithms that are used to form the basis of software modules that are then made available to software providers like PCT that we mentioned earlier in the form of the genetics outputs and, and some of the projects you've seen around that. Obviously, growers will be able to get access to the outputs from this project through through a new crop variety. Now, whether that's a crop variety with better yield, better grain quality, or better disease resistance, uh, either way, growers are going to see some pretty exciting outcomes from this project. Tom, thanks very much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Tom Giles, GRDC's Enabling Technologies Senior Manager, And if you want more information about GRDC's investments in machine learning, you'll find a link in this podcast's show notes. This has been a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley, and thanks for listening.